Hello, hope you're doing well. In today's episode, I'm joined by Achieving Scholar, who is a Kenyan journalist. And in this episode, he'll be sharing his journey into journalism and how the experiences helped him become what he is today. Hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast. I'm your host Shada Akhtar Rabbani and today I'm joined by Brian Osweta, a young Kenyan journalist and a shivling scholar. Uh welcome to the podcast Brian. How are you doing? Thank you Shabana. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Absolutely. Uh so let's begin this podcast with your early interest into journalism because you know you have done your graduation in journalism so when was that first spark into journalism tell us about that so when i was in high school uh particularly here we have the form 1 to form 4 thing system so when i was in form 2 actually all along i had always wanted to become a lawyer but then okay. uh, after after when i joined, when i reached from to i realized oh there's something about journalism that i like yes i like talking and arguing and i like speaking to people but journalism will give me that opportunity so i began thinking of a career in journalism at that time and i joined the journalism club in school and just started nurturing my my gift and slowly by slowly it we did uh, the school magazine and yeah that's when i started so that I really want to do journalism. That's quite interesting. So how was your experience as an undergraduate student at Daystar University? So at Daystar University, interesting enough when I finished uh, high school, um but I got we you know here we have a placement system. So yeah. the government had asked me to go and study anthropology and I was like I ain't going to study anthropology <laughs> with all right. my bubbly character and everything. They want me to go do anthropology, but I was just like, no. So my mom asked me, "What do you want to do?" So I said, "I want to study journalism." Then uh, I looked up at and I I went to Daystar, and that was the best decision that I ever did, because Daystar actually like really exposed me to the right. media career because they have they had a radio station, right. and in that radio station, I was able to practice my skills in terms of presenting news on radio in terms of writing stories in terms of presenting shows so you'd learn in class and then come now and have course we used to run that radio station as uh like a, a normal working radio station because we even okay. used to have uh, people used to rise in hierarchy for instance you you become a presenter you become a staff and then now we have management you do interviews so it was like the real life experience of the world outside there so that really shaped me in to what i am today that's quite interesting so uh tell us about your way going into like you know getting your uh, achieving scholarship so how how did you get that like how did you land it uh, tell us about that so in uh, was it 20 2017 i think i started I, I, in my mind i was thinking i wanted to well, no even before that i don't uh, sometimes in 2015 uh, i might go to the states 2014 2015 i was in the us had gone for some stuff and then okay. uh, when i was there i, I felt uh, i really want to do a like a masters abroad so i started searching for scholarship then i realized oh, the us is just too tedious with all those they have a lot of requirements so my focus shifted to the uk so UK, the right. uk 
yeah the uk i i at first i applied to london school of economics and they had a scholarship so i i i applied i got an admission and i was really trusting god to get that scholarship up I, i really i was really has in my faith was there so i remember I even went for the for the they had a, like um meetup for people who are going to the lfc i went there even before i got the money <laughs> to travel okay. to go and stay so i at that time i applied to lac and also cardiff and so i said i know what so i tried i tried my best but i never got any scholarship so i just i didn't give up i said it's okay so after that then i realized uh, there's another guy friend of mine on facebook who actually got the chevening scholarship so i was like hmm this is interesting then i started looking at it and then i also realized oh there's there's another guy i'm also following in the media who did this chevening scholarship so i was like wow this is interesting so i got into it and i started researching it and then i realized so oh, this is in line with what i've been doing and so like, i said let me give it a try and apply for it that's amazing that's quite amazing because it's quite prestigious and so tell us about your experience studying uh, journalism in uk at cardiff university So Cardiff University was my dream university. I just you know when I was there I remembered when I was young actually I had said I want to, when I was in high school I had actually asked my uncle who lives in the UK about Cardiff University because I was thinking I was going to do my degree there. So interesting enough God had seen that design me. And so when I was there I was like wow it came it actually came true. I'm studying in Cardiff. <laughs> so Cardiff was a good experience for me. in the sense that uh, i like how despite it being a masters like academic yeah. it also has a practical side to it so you do the academic part and also do the practical side so i okay. really love that place. that's quite interesting so uh, was the uh, like you know the way it was taught journalism in the uk or even practiced in the uk is it different from kenya how different is it Yeah, I actually noticed it's a bit different because uh, some of the stories, the way we are doing it, like uh, with them, sound is quite important. Even in, when you're doing the video, the documentaries and all that, you'd have like, every time you go shooting out, you'd be told, please always have like the background of what's going on. If you're shooting cars, passing, let them. But I realized hey, in Kenya, when you're doing like editing and uh, maybe you have a video or anything, most of the time yeah. you just hear the background of the reporter like who's giving a voice over but you can't yeah. hear what's going on in the background so that was quite interesting for me to learn that the importance of having uh, have that uh, like that original sound in the background so that somebody can even if you're doing a voice over somebody can yeah. really know like what exactly is so you you'll be doing a voice over somebody seeing a, a, a bus passing and you can't hear the bus voice so that's that's quite interesting uh so yeah uh, like uh, after that you uh, came back to kenya after uh, after graduating like after getting your masters from cardiff university and then you worked as a multimedia journalist so tell us about that experience you also created some documentaries tell us about that how was that experience and how dip- what were the challenges in like you know getting through those So when I came back I actually realized that okay it was uh, quite like at that time I came back and then the pandemic happened so there weren't quite so many job opportunities so a friend of mine runs a, a community media organization so I said ah, let me volunteer here and just 
like try and uh, help sharpen my skills in what I learned in school. So it was a nice experience for me. Like I got to do all the three or four documentaries, I can't remember. So I really used that opportunity to grow in my network and to grow there and to just uh, sharpen everything and uh, tell interesting stories and interesting enough through the stories we did, some people, we managed to help build houses like renovate a house of uh, some people who are suffering during the pandemic. And also we managed to uh, help them uh, access food. Some some had not, uh, like, uh, did not have food. So we managed to them to access food. Some needed medication. They managed to get medication. It was a very impactful experience for me in the sense that I used the journalism uh, to actually create a difference in the society during that time of the pandemic. So it was a very nice learning experience for me. And I really enjoyed it. That's really good to hear because, you know, I mean, at the end, uh, everything, uh, journalism, we do journalism to have that impact in people's lives. So, uh, like, you know, getting that experience must have been really fruitful for you. Yeah. Right. So uh, how, how was the documentary perceived by the people? Like, how do you think was the reaction of the people who watched it? Or like, you know, when you were creating it, how, how did, how, how do you see it being perceived by others? So the first documentary I did was on uh, the, uh, the plight of HIV patients who are being affected right. by COVID. And so there's one thing there are, there had been, for most of them had been forgotten in the sense that most of them like de- just depended on menial jobs, like selling food at the roadside in schools or doing laundry for people. But now when the pandemics uh, came, uh, they yeah. were left jobless. And so these guys need food in order, in order to, when you take the medication, you need to have good food. So some of them, right. were, some of them were affected in the sense that they couldn't like take uh, the medication because they didn't have enough food. So that was really hampering the efforts that were made. So this really, like, I felt like it's, it's brought an, a, a different dimension because this is something that wasn't covered at that time. And I realized that for that event, some other national newspapers picked up the story and did something else about that in another area in Mombasa. So I was happy that at least the plight was getting and people get to know about it and people helped out. So that was something that I, I say that really, like, went well during that time. That's quite amazing. So yeah, uh, you have also worked uh, in Baraka FM 95.5 for three years. Uh, And what was your role there? And how has that experience helped you do what you're doing today? So at Baraka FM, I first joined the place as an intern. And uh, one thing I'll advise is when you go to a place, always look for something that is lacking and then now capitalize on it. So I went there, I realized they had a website, but they were not very like, good at it so i went there as a active okay active yeah so they they, i went there as a radio presenter no as a radio uh, news reporter so apart from doing my radio stories i also uh, wrote this uh, online stories and all that so i treated at at, at that point we had uh, the uh some people are being retrenched and then i was taken for a training and I was given an opportunity to actually help revamp the online department. So it was quite a huge challenge because I was young. I you know some people had been retrained and so some people were talking ill of me, like talking behind my back. So I used it as an opportunity to like yeah. try and uh, 
prove them wrong and so on. I was there actually. We managed to change the website, revamp the website. We managed to get money for the first time in uh, on through the website. We had partnerships writing, so that's something that never used to happen. And so, and I've also developed a social media profile. And uh, through that, I also managed to do uh, stories um, that won awards uh, in health reporting category. So one thing that shaped me when I was there is that learn to trust in yourself and trust in God to help you in everything. Don't despise yourself. As long as God is with you, everything is possible. That's one thing I learned. And I learned to dare. Even that's what made me even dare apply for achieving, even knowing that there are other people. And, because I felt if I could do it at Barak FM when I was just new, what can't you do? So learn to just trust in God and trust in your abilities. And uh, the yes. worst somebody can tell you is no. <laughs> so we truly strike. <laughs> hey, that's quite a beautiful message, uh, you know, coming out of that experience. So now, now you're working as a data journalist. Uh, so how how is that been? Like, how is that treating you now? And so you uh, have you been have have you done any uh, data journalism previously? Actually, that's another. This is another point in my life where I'm making things like every every season of my life. I have new things that I'm getting into. So uh, when they called me for this job, I didn't know it was a data journalism job. <laughs> Actually, when I even went for the aptitude test, I went for the aptitude test and uh, I, I knew the next thing it would be an interview. First, they skipped the interview and told me to come. When can I report? So when I came, I, I didn't know that that was the role. I was going, you know, I thought I was going to do something in documentaries or all that. So I was just like, Faith. wow, this is interesting. <laughs> so the first month was quite really hard for me. Like in December... But right now I'm getting the hang of it. There are times I feel discouraged, but I'm trusting that God who took me from the beginning until now, and I'm giving it a try and I'm trying to learn. It's a, it's a new field that not so many journalists are actually into it. So this is something that I know if I perfect my skills in, I'll be quite marketable. So I'm giving it my best. I'm supposed to actually write my story, a first story. I'm actually working on it. So it's really quite like you really have to go deep into stuff and uh, verify using data and using data as evidence. So it's it's not shallow journalism. So it's quite <laughs> it's quite that, that's really interesting. <clears throat> A lot of uh, journalists, like even in India, they consider data journalism as the future because now everything is driven by data. So yeah. Obviously, like you know, if you are good at it, then. Uh, you will be good in the future as well. I'm sure about that. Uh, right. So, uh, like, as we know, media influences a lot of decisions which people take and spread, like, it can also help spread propaganda. So how do we, like, what as journalists we should do to make other people's life better in a positive way? For me, I think, like, more, sometimes I feel like as journalists, we need to do more of like uh, like development stories, positive stories. Okay, sometimes I feel so bad, like when I see like uh, people just focusing on oh, there's a new variant that's coming on Corona. People are going to get more. You understand? It just pieces me. I understand that bad news sells and all that, but I feel like it's high time journalism. Journalists started using their journalism to bring hope to people and to 
come up with stories that will help people solve problems, not tell them you have a problem. I know it's quite right. it gets stressful. quite stressful for yeah. other people when they like when you read negative news, the negativity comes into you. Yeah. So, yeah. That's and that's the an challenge. That's the challenge that you're having. And that's a challenge that I keep on meeting every now and then because you want to do this, but that's the tradition that has been set. So it's something that we really have to work on and ensure that that mindset is removed by doing more. Right. Yeah, talk. Sorry, yes. Right. So talking about uh, talking about the challenges, uh, like I wanted to understand uh, what challenges does a modern day journalist face doing his or her job on the job challenges on the from a journalist point of view uh, well okay like uh from my point of view I, i think some of the challenges i face is like sometimes when you want information from some government officials they really like uh, yes. some of them like for instance if you if you if you had not been working for instance when i was just volunteering at that time getting information was really hard some really despise like they don't like if you're not working for a national media house they really and there are so many young people who are talented who are doing great stories over there but just because they are not working for national media houses it's really a difficult task but then i realized now working for a national media house it's quite easy to get to these people and talk to them so that's one of the challenges that yeah. modern journalists face especially young journalists so you find that so many of them fight to join national media houses and another thing is uh, apart from that people want to fame like like uh, is that is that uh, can i say uh weaknesses weakness in us as journalists like you really want to be need for the fame purposes and it gets into your head so sometimes when you start doing a story it gets into your head oh you're a celebrity you're a celebrity and what it does it just messes you up because you have to live a certain standard that people have put for you so that's one thing that is affecting modern journalists today and it's something that unfortunately most of us are affected with like we really want to like prove to the world that we, i am a celebrity i am on tv i am doing this story it's just a human natural human thing to be the best of the best but if you are not if you are not careful i think that it will mess it's messing up a lot of journalists today because people are putting up like having to put up with all these uh standards so as to meet the standards that they've set outside there you find people living fake lives just to impress the society that's one of the challenges that are is affecting modern journalists today Wow. That's a great point. So, uh so tell me like you know from your uh, like you know you have gone and uh, like achieved the prestigious Chevening scholarship. So what advice would you give it uh, give to the budding journalists like you know to achieve big in their field? What I can tell them is uh believe in yourself and uh, don't let anybody belittle you. just because you are young just because they think you are, don't have experience i'm not saying you be disrespectful but just believe in yourself believe that you can do it and f- treat I always tell people uh in our, in our christian in christianity you have this verse in the bible that says if you can be faithful with the little then you can be faithful with much so 
like if you are able to do like uh, if you're given something small and you treat it like you are it's something big for instance if you ha- if you have your own small like uh like for instance you have your podcast that you're running or somebody's having like a small uh, community media house that they're running if you treat yourself serious in that treat it like you're working for a big multinational like you're working for cnn or bbc or anything like that trust me when you get there you can even be better than that because you already put that seriousness in it. And once you put that seriousness in it, people will also take your work serious. So that's what I advise. Put, t- take your work serious and people will take you serious. And believe in yourself. Always try out opportunities. The worst you can be told is no. And you can cry if, it's, if the results become wrong. Cry, but don't cry for long. <laughs> Just accept and move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's quite interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, thank you so much for your time, Brian. I learned a lot. Like, you know, is there anything you would like to share you know, with us with the current pandemic? What's going on? How should we, like, you know, uh, look at the future? Anything on those lines? Okay, oh, that's interesting. For me, uh, when it comes to the pandemic, what I've learned to do is like, just let God and just leave. Like, let God take control. Like, this, you can do all, yeah, it's good. Take care, stay safe, of course, try and uh, uh, sanitize and wear a mask and all that. But don't, don't, don't forget, like, God is the only one who has, like, that uh, final say of your life. So don't live so much. I know there are people maybe who don't believe, but don't live so much in fear because fear is what will consume you. Like, just... Do what you can at the level best you can, but don't let fear dominate you. You've come this far, and if you are to survive, you will survive this pandemic. If you are to die, you will die. That's what, sorry for to being blunt, but that's what I say. When your time has come, your time has come. So don't live in fear. Yes, take all the precautions, do everything, but don't live in fear. Take one day at a time. Right. Right. Quite interesting. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for your time. Um, like, it was fun having this chat with you. Hope we can do this again. And Yeah, yeah. sure. I also enjoyed it. Thank you so much. It's quite, it's quite good to be interviewed. <laughs> Feels good. You know, when you're always interviewing people and then people interview you. Thank you for listening to the entire podcast. If you have feedbacks, please reach out to me on Twitter at the rate Shadab A. Rabbani and see you in the next episode.